a Shishkin Productions podcast. I mean, to some degree, if you pull the string on Usual Suspects, because the whole thing was just bullshit. Yeah. You're like, well, why did I just? Why did I watch? Why this? did I just watch all this? I, I think Kevin Spacey tricked me. <laughs> Kevin Spacey tricked a lot of people. <laughs> I, not, the first, not the first time. Ever. Hey, what's up, Sizzlers? Welcome Yo. to another episode of the Sizzle Real Podcast. Yeah, we're still doing this. We're thing. still doing this thing. It's, we're in our third March Madness. We are. It's kind of wild. That's that's bizarre. And this is gonna be this is the best one of all. You think so? Yeah, I think we should keep the whole first half like short because the. Everyone wants the the trope creep invitational. Oh, 100%. Plus, so, you know, there's not there's not too much new stuff to talk about in the there, first half of really, being completely there honest. There really isn't. I have one thing in the rundown that's pretty good. And we have a very special guest, but we're we're not going to intro him yet. He's not allowed to talk until until he's spoken to. It's the rules. <laughs> the rules of the sizzle reel. Them's the rules. Them's the rules, dude. We rule with the iron fist here. I mean, to be fair, that that's been it's been a trope of ours it has. since uh, the, first, the first time we had Forever. a guest on. It's, it's canon at this point. Yeah. Um, Chris, why don't you do the plugs before we really start? Sure. We are at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. Please send us an email. Please. Hurry. Please. Hurry. And of course, we have this is a real cold, cold line. line. <laughs> uh, yeah, what is the number? That's 332-333-4361. Yeah, you can call or text. Call if you call, it goes straight to voicemail. You don't have to actually talk to us. That's what makes it so cold. Yes. You know? Even though if you listen, if you call and you listen, we call it this is a real hotline. We do. In the voicemail, we call it the hotline. Maybe once upon a time it was hot. Now it's ice cold. And I don't even remember how to log in and like change any of that shit. Yeah, so. and there, there's a so. chance that it's all going to get taken away from us anyway. Yeah. yeah. So Text us while you can. Yeah. Call us while you can. That's true. You know, to send in your questions. Send in your opinions on today's uh, Sizzle Real Trope Creep Invitational Bracket Madness first round. <laughs> yes, please do. Um, Chris, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week, I have, you know, doing the MLS stuff like every week, but the rest of the week has been a tree fort dock. Oh, uh, yeah. You got roped into it finally. Sure. Well, to be fair, I, I, I volunteered my services. I said I would color it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had to get in those into the, the credits somehow. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> so I spent it took me about two days to you, go. You moved yourself up from special thanks to like one of the first 10. Now. <laughs> that's fucking sick. Yeah, that's the whole move. Quick, quick leap. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of. Like it was fun to do color for something that big and and I don't know fast yeah like it, it's a ninety minute documentary and there's a lot of cuts in it and there's yeah. a lot of uh, footage from so many different sources you know going you're talking about found footage that we we grabbed off of YouTube that goes back to 1988 in right. Boise just yep. off a. a, a dad cam and stuff we shot going back to like 2014 or 2015 exactly so you know it's a lot of different cameras that's what's uh it's a low stakes color project it because is. like it's such a collage because there's so much shit that there's no way to like establish like if you were to establish a consistent look all the way through it wouldn't look right because it's not yeah, supposed yeah. to well, be consistent and it's different you know if i had two weeks with it to really dial it in yeah you know that's one thing, but I, yeah. I did it in two days. So two days. My the, color to feature. It's true. The, the whole Insanity. idea for me was just make sure it doesn't look bad. You know, nothing egregious, nothing. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So, so the director hasn't seen it yet, but it's due at the end of the day today. When it's we're it's literally this. exporting right now. We're flying to Atlanta tomorrow at 8 a.m. and it's got to be done. So uh, I'll be here till I'll probably go straight from here to Atlanta. I was about to say, honestly, yeah, because I, I still have to do the sound mix. So. Got a lot of shit to do. And that's what I've been doing, too, is Tree yeah. Fort Doc. 
um, I've, it's just finalizing it. You know, it's all yeah. those little tiny things you don't think about when you're like, oh, well, in my normally in my like five to 10 minute YouTube videos, sound mix takes me a few hours and yeah. then I was like, oh, I'll just do it in one day. No, you won't. No. It'll take you like three days to yeah. do the sound properly. Yeah, I actually I just watched the documentary for the first time. I literally just finished it. Um, you know, I, I've I've seen parts of it throughout the process, but this is the first time I had seen it finished. I colored it before I watched it because, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, time is of the what you think what was your takeaway i thought it was great like i i uh, you know after seeing some of the first few cuts i'm pretty stoked on how it like all the different stories came together yeah. like there were no points where it felt like it was just rambling or it was like paying too much lip service to tree for it or anything like it really That's good to hear yeah it was mostly about the musicians and and about their lives and it kind of tree fort was the backdrop and obviously you need to explain what tree fort is and, and what it means right. uh, to all those people. But you know, it's kind of yeah. like this, the secondary story. Me, me and Amy had a meeting last night with a director friend of ours and a producer friend of ours who just finished uh, Andrew and Saskia, who yeah. we helped fund a short film that they did. And so, you know, it's, it's doing well, it's going to festivals and shit, but um, they were asking about the doc and I was just like, you know, I've been in this for like three weeks straight, like yeah. staying here past midnight, almost every night. Like, well, the, the whole process has been 12 months now. Yes. Yeah, it has. It's been fucking stupid. But I mean, oh, it's been great. But <laughs> basically, I've been uh, when they asked me all that, I was like, I'm tired. And like, it's I've worked on it a lot. And at this point, I'm like so close to it yeah. that I can't even confidently say it's good. So they're asking me like, so what do you think? I'm like, oh, well, you know, I mean, if you are in it, you'll like it, I guess. Like, I don't they were like, what? I was like, I don't I just like I don't see how it would be interesting to someone outside of the people directly involved. Yeah. And they were like, dude, you're not selling us on this at all. And I, I was like, honestly, I like, think it, I, I don't think, even know if it's good anymore. I've been working on it too long. I think it would be interesting to any, any musician, any touring musician who's like, you know, really grinding it out and trying yeah. to become something. Um, yeah. I, I, we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm, see I'm stoked on it. And I do think for the people who it's really made for, they're all going to love it. Yeah. Well, well, here's here's to here's to hoping. Um, let's go ahead and introduce our guest. We got the uh, the one and only uh, Joe Guerra, the the Ooh. warrior. Rolled the Somebody R's. Rolled no, yeah. R. I can't. I can't roll R's. Try, try Give it a go. Uh, what's the last name? Guerra. 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 Oh, it's close. Uh, that sounds I, I more can't. Israeli. Than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been editing all those Intel videos. Joe Guerra. 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 Yeah, uh, I can't Joe. Do it. Yeah. Joe's a writer. Joe previously wrote podcasts <clears throat> at Spotify. Worked as an assistant on Scandal. Uh, and it's a kind of a recent transplant moving from sunny L.A. to even sunnier New Jersey. <laughs> well, this right. winter. No. Yeah, New Jersey. New Jersey is beautiful. It's the people say I've heard people call it the armpit. But I think it's it's like the it's the shining beacon it, of hope. There's like a stretch that you just need to get past. Yeah. It's like yeah. North Jersey is beautiful. And then there's like that little stretch and then you get to the shore. And you're golden. Yeah, all right. And then right. the shore. That's how you know that Jersey has poisoned it. Yeah. It's like, know, yeah, right? the shore is yeah, yeah, shore. Yeah, yeah. Shore, shore is not that golden. Let's be honest. There's <laughs> like nice houses and stuff. But um, Joe, uh, what have you what have you been working on lately, man? I know you you've been writing a lot. Um, I don't know what exactly yeah. you've been up to, though. Yeah. You know, I've been 
Give give the listeners a little background on who you are, what you do, and explain to Chris too, because Chris, yeah, yeah I, I, Chris I, is coming in. Chris yeah. literally just walked in the studio. We've well, allegedly we like may have met minutes. at a bar, but who knows? Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, we, 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 yeah, one. we were drunk. Uh, you know, there was a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, Scott yeah. was crying. It was the Jaguars. It was the Jaguars. Yeah, Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. just won. I think. Right? Yeah, we had just the Chargers won. Yep, we had been down twenty-seven to nothing. We won thirty-one to. 30, I think. Chris is the number back. one Jaguars fan. I literally, no, I think I'm, I can I'm, name I, two players. I think I'm in the top 100. Why do you yeah. like the Jaguars? I am a Jags fan. Oh, hell. Yeah, Why? Yeah, yeah. Welcome aren't to you, hell, yeah, brother. Yeah, 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 aren't yeah. you from California? I am from Cal... But at the time, there was no... Like, when I first was, like, younger and, like, mm-hmm. getting into football, um, there was no team in L.A. Uh, and I always hated the Chargers. Sure. Uh, I had friends who liked the 49ers, and I was like, eh... Uh, one of the first games that I remember watching was the, um, uh, I think it was like the expansion, uh, Jags versus the Carolina Panthers. Oh yeah. That was our, our first, the fr- like the yeah. first one. I yeah. think it was like what the hall of fame I game or whatever. Hall of fame yeah. Game, yeah. Anyway. Uh, I liked Jacksonville's colors better. Hey. I was like, <laughs> maybe five or six. That's uh, stuck with them ever since. I had a Brunel jersey growing oh, up as a awesome. kid. that's awesome. Same. Yeah. Same. Uh, Fred Taylor, all that stuff. Fred yeah. Taylor. St- I still have a Fred Taylor jersey somewhere. Oh, my God. Somewhere in Jacksonville, in my yeah. mom's house. I'm sure the, the, the Brunel jersey's like rolled up someplace. Yeah. But classic, classic, Jag- that. classic Jaguar shit, bro. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you, what have you been up to? You've been uh, out here. I know. I know you. You said you <clears> were doing podcast i was doing the podcast i used to work for uh uh spotify specifically like the podcast umbrella um i joined them i was a freelancer at first and then when they got uh acquired by spotify i joined them full time and was doing that for three and ish three and a half years Mm -hmm. uh mostly doing a lot of like the historical stuff which was you know shit ton of fun just sort of like you know i'm kind of a history nerd so it was like oh cool i get to get paid to research and then share the story too that's pretty dope um and it also got me through the pandemic so that's nice <laughs> was, it, was it straight up history or was there any sort of like comedy element or was it uh just no like ours was pretty much just straight history they they I, I did a couple of the uh uh true crime shows too but history is sort of my bread and butter the one yeah. the show it's so funny we have all these seo named <laughs> shows uh so the one that i predominantly wrote for was called uh, dictators uh so you can Use your imagination as to what that was yeah, about. Sure, sure. Um, uh, the Spotify basically paid for my uh, dad library. Um, I have all of these, <laughs> just every single dad book uh, you can imagine already. It drives my girlfriend crazy. Yeah, no, um, it's, it's important to have a nice library. I think yeah. it's interesting that like that is a writing job because to me, like, I don't know. When I think of writing, I think of one thing. I think of writing yeah. comedy or writing movies. And it's like, there's like a ton of other writing jobs oh, yeah. out there. Well. Like when I went to grad school at the time, it was like, oh, consider TV too. Like it was like they, USC offered obviously like, you know, TV classes and stuff, but I I think it was either my first year or the, or not my year, my thesis year or the year before, I'm probably wrong, relatively recent where TV was an option for thesis. Like you could spend the full year and then they, I know with my class, we had way a lot of uh comedy writers so they wanted yeah. to like branch that out even more mm-hmm. um 
feels like comedy writing is the most popular yeah. form of writing, or like the like the sexiest, where people are like, "Oh, I want to do that. That sounds yeah thrilling." Well, I mean, whatever. yeah, <laughs> growing you know. up, that's that's what me and Alexi wanted to right, do. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> but but that's that's why I thought it was uh, it was interesting, you know, because we we talk about that a lot. Where like we're like, "Damn, it would be so sick to," because most of our money comes from post production, right? But right? Yeah, it would be so sick to get paid. Every so often, we'll have a day where we get paid to write, and mm-hmm. yeah. it's not big writing. It's mostly just like coming up with concepts and making the deck and right, just whatever, right. like not real writing. But even those days, I'm like, that's fucking sick that we got to write. Yeah. But then I think about it, if someone asked me to write like a history podcast, I'd be like history of soccer. I could do it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, you know, if it's like straight up history, like it was Battle definitely 12, I'd be like, I don't know if I could do this. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely one of those things where like we got, we got to a point too, where we were so far ahead in the schedule. Like when I first joined let that first year and then especially those early months in the pandemic. I mean, it was basically rush, rush, rush. Mm-hmm. Um, you only you had a limited amount of time to do the research and you really had to think on your feet. And then as as time kind of went on, I got the chance to like really slow down, take the time, figure out the story. And yeah. it, it was one of those things where like as you're like, even if you're just reading like a book or watching a doc, you kind of knew, all right, that's where episode two ends gotcha. or episode one ends. And then all right, that's where you, there's you, some you, you working back up on the cues. Yeah, exactly. Chapterize it in your head. Yeah, because our whole shtick was uh, we're still telling the story. It wasn't supposed to be, uh, you know, a dragnetty, just the facts like you had to sort of play around with it mm-hmm. and like think of the character well, develop characters. Exactly. Yeah, set it yeah. up. So like when I one of my episodes I did was uh, uh, Stalin. Right. So you really you're just, wait, you're just waiting the whole time and buying time the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. stalling the whole time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's like a, ew. it's like a, what is it? That would be like, a, what's his face? The dude who wrote uh, Waiting for Godot. Stalling for Godot. Yeah, no, but it was one of those things where it was like, you know, we had to, uh, as I'm reading, it's like, all right, well, I don't need to spend his entire life. This is like the most effective for his childhood right kind of mm-hmm. thing or like yeah. one of those things yeah and then you can kind of just ignore the rest or skim and how, how do you yeah. feel about the following statement there is no writing only rewriting uh 100 mm. yeah i agree okay, with that okay, one fair enough i have a yeah. hot take on that yeah i think it's the other way around <laughs> interesting. there's no rewriting there's only writing yeah Alex- alexi only does first draft i'm a first yeah. draft king oh uh, we talked about that i was joking around first about how in a uh, film school um we just did a lot of uh, one takes and we joked around that our uh, production company was called One Take Poetry, uh, <laughs> especially it. for our uh, like big final assignment. We're like, let's just get the shit going. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sometimes that's that's the thing is like you, you can spend all this time thinking about something mm-hmm. without you never put the pen to paper and, and nothing ever really gets done. So like getting that first draft is so important. I oh, mean, yeah. I, I think I think the rewriting is extremely important as I prefer, well. That's why I prefer improv to actually writing. Yeah. I mean, writing is fun, but as long as like being in the room is fun and letting someone else do the writing is fun. Oh, like yeah, if you yeah. just do bits and someone's like, oh, it's good. And yeah. You're like, yeah, cool. You take that, write it, come back. We'll do more bits if you need. Like, yeah. 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 Ba- back in the day, that's usually it would be me and Alexi like just you know bullshitting and like coming, coming up with stuff yeah. and I'd, I'd be writing it and like I'd be playing a Wii or something <laughs> yeah, basically smoking weed and playing a Wii golf and <laughs> these days it's kind of the opposite where like Alexi will take down all the notes and he'll yeah. like make the draft and well, I'm just right. here to kind of you used to be more motivated yeah I, now I don't I'm, like writing now anymore. I'm more motivated yeah. surprisingly yeah which is it's crazy I don't do shit um okay one thing before we get to the break because we're gonna do it like I said we're gonna do a quick first half 
break and then we're going to do uh sizzle reel trope creep invitational bracket madness uh the first round that's going to be a great one um they're apparently gonna release i don't know this is a rumor that there's gonna be a nine hour cut of avatar 3 that's going to come to disney plus what do you think nine hour cut of avatar 3 it's it's avatar 3 and not that's two? what this says this says avatar I, 3 i do remember like reading something a couple months ago and i think we brought it up on the show that there was a nine hour cut of yeah. Avatar, and we were just sitting there like, "How is that? How is that possible?" Uh, yeah. but this must they must mean Avatar too, because this says Avatar three, but uh, that's that's ridiculous. Now, is this without the visual effects? Because there's no way that they're paying See, for a nine hour visual. I think, for the I think yeah, it is with visual effects, that's and that's what, that's what me and Alexi were talking about. Is yeah. like, how do you spend all this money on VFX without kind of knowing the the cut, yeah. like, or at least most of it? Like, how do you have nine hours for? A three-hour movie like you know yeah so it's so they're saying that it yeah that this nine-hour cut could potentially be a limited series that's released after the theatrical cut of the I film and this says Ava- more sound this is avatar three this is avatar three well so this might be like three i don't know i mean knows? yeah maybe they're in the very early stages of putting three together and would you watch nine hours of avatar uh, I would not personally. No. I don't think I, I haven't seen a single minute of Avatar I, ever. I, so. I didn't see the second one. I didn't think the first one had a compelling story. Like it was fun no. to watch, but it, the thing with those movies is they are very much the experience. Yeah, and so like I, I went and saw Avatar two, uh, IMAX 3D. I guess you could say the way it was intended. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like there is like I don't know like a forty five minute stretch where like nothing's going on. It's just this kid bonding with a whale. And I, I was heard like, that whale is dope. It is. And that's What's the it thing. Like something uh, Genghis Khan uh, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh, Taruk. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'll look it up. And yet when it hit me that nothing was going on, I was like, I kind of don't give a shit because it's been so beautiful to look at. Yeah. But I cannot imagine. Uh, or no, my girlfriend and I watched the screener of it. I got a, I had a screener of it and okay. I go, it does just does not hit the same. You know? Yeah. Not yeah, being in the theater. Not being in the theater. Yeah. Not just being immersed into it. And that, I mean, they are technical marvels, but like, mm-hmm. look, you're not seeing fucking Goodfellas or. No. Nah. <laughs> nah, and like, I think that. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. And that, that's what I thought going into the first one, you know, 14 years ago. I knew that it wasn't going to be like some spectacular story. Right. It was just hey, we're going to eat some mushrooms and watch Avatar yeah, kind, exactly. of, kind of experience. Um, <laughs> hey, nine hours. <laughs> nine hours. Couple, that's couple that's going to be an interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> I see, and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of on the, I agree with you where like a, a nine hour like mini series or whatever, that's that'd be something that comes out, you know, HBO, whatever. I'm not going to sit there and watch that for Avatar. Yeah. Like all, all the, the big hitters in, in those in the golden age of TV that we have right now, they're all driven by their amazing stories. Is not, it still the know. golden age of TV? Can we, can we stop calling it that? It's over. Golden age of TV is over. It's yeah. been over, in my opinion. I think streaming also like, killed off the golden age of TV in a way. It like rose it up, it ballooned yeah. it up, and then it just exploded. Now it's like, what? There's nothing. There's so much to watch. There's nothing to watch. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot to watch. That's what I'm saying. There's That's so kind much. of the problem. Right. Yeah. It's like, what? Uh, who's that guy? Algis Huxley or whatever? And it was oh, like Brave New World. Yeah. What was that whole idea? It was like, you're going to have so much. You're, it's going to be like overwhelming yeah. how many yeah. options yeah. you have of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're going to not even know what's going on. The pro- uh-huh. Yeah. The problem so, is, is and if you don't watch it that week now, you yeah. miss you miss out. It's true. Um, I uh, what was it when Squid Game came out? 
didn't see it. I, I saw the last two episodes. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I did. I did. Same with last. La- last of Us. I saw backwards. episode one, episode two, episode six, and episode eight. Oh, there you go. So there, there's a few of I'm those series for yeah, you. Yeah, I you always do it that way. I'm just kind of standalone episode. That's like, he did that with Breaking Bad. He saw the oh, first, really? the first two episodes and <laughs> the first four, four and, and the, the last four. Okay, and then like six years later, seven years later, I went back and watched all of them. Okay. I was like, yeah, I like the way I did it the first. <laughs> yeah. First four, last four. Very relevant for this show. For very this true. show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it's the March Madness Spectacular. Yeah. Um, should we should we take a break and then like actually get to the real meat of this thing? Yeah. I think sure. it's dope that we have a writer on for this because normally we just have like, I don't know, like someone like Amy. No yeah. Offense, a but, producer, a cinematographer. <laughs> have, like, someone who like doesn't actually write. So if we're talking about tropes. Oh. By the way, before we started, Joe was saying he wrote something about trope uh, TV tropes. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So we got we got some inside info. So this there's no way we're gonna pick the wrong picks. Okay. But, yeah. All right. Well, we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back, Sizzlers. Uh, you know, last week we had we had the selection show, but. Today, today it's the first round of the Sizzle Reel Trope Creep, Creep Invitational, Invitational Bracket Madness Tournament. I didn't put tournament in there. I, yeah, I ran I'm, out I'm of just reading off a script. I ran, I'm, out of I ran out of character space. Um, do you ever see that clip of Charles Barkley when he's like, I'm a dumbass? You know? <laughs> I don't think so. He's, I mean, like, he's, like, he's reading like a teleprompter so. and they wrote like, I'm a dumbass. And he's oh, like, like an all. actual Ron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, was it was on NBA on TNT? Yeah, he's like... Tune in after the show to catch butter. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, yeah, the sizzle reel trope creep invitational bracket madness tournament. Joe, the way it works, basically, you, you saw the bracket. Yep. We're going to kind of go, uh, you know, we're going to go through the bracket. We're going to vote. We're going to kind of explain what each of them are. Maybe we'll state our cases for how we feel about them. Um, and uh, at the end of every um, matchup, we'll go three, two, one, and we'll say the one that we think wins, whichever one wins advances, right? So Chris, why don't you uh, kick us off with the first one in the uh, Northwest bracket region? <laughs> uh, I don't have the bracket. <laughs> oh, you don't have the bracket. Okay, well, I'll kick it off then. It's it's interrogation flashback versus guardian angel. You want to explain what those are? Uh, yeah, so interrogation flashback is like your, your common, you know, it's law and order and they're they're in the holding cellar, you know, wherever they do the interviews yeah. and, uh, you know, they're, they're asking the questions and then the, the perp starts to tell the story and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever, all of a sudden you're, you're transported back into the past, you know, it's a, a standard right. flashback. Yeah. Um, and the it's specifically about interrogations. Yeah. And then the guardian angel is the other one. Uh, that one's, it's very self-explanatory. It's like, you know. Yeah, it's a guardian angel, someone who yeah, it's is, a but a, a benevolent supernatural entity whose main function is to protect and guide the person. Yeah, so um, I don't know. My immediate thoughts are that these are both pretty, uh, not that they're cheesy. I feel like an interrogation flashback is something when it happens in a show or a movie or some shit. I'm always just like, ugh, come on, like. Yeah. Why are we telling the story this way? Like, there's better right. ways to tell the story. Yeah, but the, the guardian angel kind of has like a, a deus ex machina feel to it. You know, it's like, it's, it's, I don't know, a supernatural deity who's saving everything with the snap of their fingers. Well, I don't know. I mean, some like I would say like the ghosts in um 
what's it called? The Charles Dickens one with the uh, Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Yeah, those are like kind of guardian angels, you know, because they're ghosts that guide this so. person through. Yeah. I, I personally love the supernatural. Like I, I love getting yeah. ghosts and shit. I think that shit's kind of cool. Um, Joe, what are you what are you thinking? Where, where, where's your head at on interrogation flashbacks and guardian angels? The problem with guardian angels for me is they always seem to. Maybe you guys have other examples. They go. They always seem to veer into the cheesy and yeah. schmaltzy. That's, and you know. and I don't know. I think I think they're they they almost become uh, you know a Saturday what was a Saturday morning special yeah. type yeah. thing. Yeah, or like a Hallmark movie yeah. type thing. Which I don't know. I guess if that's your spiel, then then go for it. We're, interrogation flashbacks. I mean, those could be fun. But it is also sort of like, oh, I'm in a an interrogation is always the the tell, not show. Yeah. And this is them sort of trying to dig themselves out of that. But at the same time, a lot of the fun of interrogation is catching the person lying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like tough. when I see an interrogation scene, I always <clears throat> like seeing the tension happening in the yeah. room. I don't want to leave that room. You know, right. I think that room is cool. So my, my favorite version of the interrogation flashback is especially when it's like kind of a more comedic, uh, TV show, movie, whatever, mm. when there's two or three different stories mm -hmm. and all three people are telling the story, but okay. there's subtle differences in all their right. stories. Almost a Rashomon. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, I, that's my favorite where I, you know, I, th I think you can do a lot with you it. Think and, they can and multiply. Have if you interweave them together, you can create some cool like, yeah. kind of effects. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, the ultimate enough. one though was, uh, Usual suspects. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. Was the, yeah. yeah. But also, is it kind of annoying sometimes when everything's a flashback? I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah because then it, because sure. then it's like a dream thing. It's like one of those, someone's like, oh, it was all a dream. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, it feels like on, you're, man. you're not watching something that's happening. Right. You're watching something that happened. And well, it also, it, it, it kind of runs into the problem sometimes of like, uh, was any of what we saw even yeah. to the point, like, was yeah. it all just pointless? I mean, to some degree, if you pull the string on usual suspects. Because the whole thing was just bullshit. Yeah. You're like, well, why did I just... Why did I watch this? Why did I just watch all this? I, I think Kevin Spacey tricked me. <laughs> Kevin Spacey tricked a lot of people. I, <laughs> not, the first, not the first time that's been I, I think, uh, I, to me, what I like about Guardian Angels, my last thing I'll say and then we can vote, but mm -hmm. sure. Guardian Angels, I think, are cool because they're adjacent to like they don't always have to be like literally like saving the character from making bad decisions mm -hmm. and stuff yeah. like to like me a, a the great gazoo in the Flintstones is yeah. like kind of a guardian okay. angel it's okay. just like calling kind of, him yeah. dumb it's like it's one of the, you can, they the can most be, famously hated characters of all yeah, time yeah they can be an imp though you know what I mean yeah. they don't have to be like this like being that like protects they can be an imp that like like the Angel and the devil, right? Mm -hmm. okay. I mean, I guess the devil can't I, be a guardian angel. My, though, yeah, so. I think that would end up being a technically different trope. So, that's a different trope. That's yeah. a good point. David right, Tellis well. in uh, Kingdom of Heaven. Yeah, he just shows up randomly. All right, well, shall we? Shall we vote? All right, so if you like interrogation flashback, say interrogation flashback. If you like guardian angel, say guardian angel. Ready? All right. Three, two, one. Interrogation flashback. Man, all right. Flashback. <laughs> mad. Flashback advances. Flashback advances. I, I think you could just have more fun with the flashback. I think so, right. too. Fair enough. I mean, you guys are the writers. I just do one draft. I, I am not a writer. <laughs> yeah. I do not claim that. All right, Chris, do you have the thing up yet or no? No. Okay, I, well, it, I'll keep going. Where then. is it? Is yeah, it? I don't know. It's somewhere. It's uh, it's called copy of 32 team playoff bracket. Um, <laughs> Did you? share me on it i don't think so uh the next one is art shift 
versus something something Leonard Bernstein. Okay. So, Chris, you want to explain this? Yeah. So, art shift is uh, typically in cartoons when uh, you know the same cartoon in the same episode will go through multiple different art styles. Um, and like I, you know, I know. Off, off the top, uh, I know Futurama has done this before. I know Adventure Time has done this before. And I always think it's really cool because you kind of get to <clears throat> see those characters reimagined in a new art style. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Whether it has anything to do with the plot or not, it doesn't really matter like that, to me. Like maybe like that Linklater movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Waking so Life. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, and then something, something Leonard Bernstein is, uh, in a nutshell, like when there's a song and everyone only knows one main lyric to it so an example could be like the christmas thing where it's like five golden rings right everyone just knows it's five golden rings none none of the other ones leading up to it yeah so the character could be like five and everyone sings that part you know yeah it's it's, you know it comes from the rem song it's the end of the world as we know it yeah exactly exactly um first impressions first impressions here art shift is 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 in the lead for me i like i like the idea of yeah same. it's just more visual the other one feels just like a gag you know it's like ah, a gag it works yeah i, I think you, you know it's weird because they're both kind of gags honestly like you're you're not you're rarely gonna watch something where the the art shift is like a a big part of mm-hmm. of the show like usually it's a one-off episode just yeah. to just to try something new uh but I, I still think it has a, a bigger range than something something Leonard Bernstein. Bob's Burgers did a great art shift. I don't know if where, I've seen that one. Uh, every oh, I'm almost yeah. Every minute, I think it was every minute. Uh, was it was all fan art? Oh, that's pretty yeah. dope. So you know, it was 22 minutes where it was just completely different. That's really aspects cool. of it. So you did have some animation then you would have like an anime style or like a, mm-hmm. a noir style and then i think there was one where it looked like you know an eight-year-old drew it you sure know? it was a lot a lot of fun yeah and, it, and that way you can get like <clears throat> different uh you know different artists who are within that community who you respect or who you're friends with and you just want to to have them kind of have a guest spot I mean, you know back in the in the day uh in in newspapers newspaper comics they would uh, artists would trade off and they would do each oh, other's cool. strips oh, for nice. a day or two. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. you know, it's kind of that same idea. Yeah. Uh, the something, something Leonard Bernstein one. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a little, it's just a one trick pony. It is. Like, it is a lot of funny opportunities, but you know, to me, like, I don't know, La Cucaracha comes to mind. Yeah. No one really knows the lyrics no. or Macarena. That's another one. Macarena. Like it's, it is silly, but. It's silly, but it also is a little lazy. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think I know where I'm going. If you guys are locked in, I'm locked I'll in. Count it yep. down: three, two, one. Art, Art shift. shift. Art shift wins in a in a landslide. They won by like 40 points. That's just the first round blowout. Um, next, we got disgusting vegetarian food versus tabloid, tabloid melodrama. So, disgusting vegetarian food is basically, you know, it is what it is, right? It's yeah. like the idea that as soon as something becomes vegetarian, it's just like disgusting. Yeah. And then tabloid melodrama. Uh, tabloid melodrama is basically kind of like when, uh, you know, the superhero or the villain or whoever is walking by a newspaper stand and they they see themselves on the front page and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're like, oh, better duck, you know, out here. Yeah. This to me seems similar in terms of uh, a gag versus like a plot driving device potentially. You know what I mean? Like I think tabloid melodrama can potentially drive plot it, yeah yeah Whereas, like, it's kind of a show not tell yeah 
It was a vegetarian one. Is like, huh, it's I don't just know. A, just a, it's a funny joke. Yeah, I like it's it. A joke. I think yeah. it's funny. I like making fun of vegetarians. <laughs> that is always fun. <laughs> you know. Um, where's your head at, Joe? What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with you on on. You can at least use it to drive the plot, and then also to uh, whatever the reaction is of the character. You know, yeah. that could also inform too. Yeah. You know, if they see their face on the obviously the most recent, I guess you could say, famous one was uh, Spider Man. Yeah, the latest Spider, or well, not the latest one, but it was the one before that, right? At the oh, very the, end, the Andrew Garfield one, or the no, into the Spider Verse, or whatever it's called. The, the, the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, I don't know. If and I then saw it's that revealed one. or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's how yeah, it ends. Yeah. Is, is with one of those, and that propels the whole third movie. Yeah, well, and and sometimes <clears> the you know the tabloid. It's not it's not truthful, you know, so That's true. So yeah, it, it, it can point. it can introduce a conflict that, you know, we didn't know was there it can be well, some yeah. misdirection as well. Mm-hmm. J. Like Jonah that. Jameson. J. You know, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say on this one. I'm nope. I'm disappointed in how I'm going to vote because mm-hmm. I really there, there's one I, I like more, but I know which one deserves the win. I think gotcha. so if you guys are ready, count it down. Three, two, one. Tabloid, tabloid melodrama. melodrama. That's unfortunate because right. the disgusting vegetarian food's a funnier gag here. Um, <laughs> who else has this thing pulled up? You have it pulled up? I got it pulled up on my You got phone, it pulled yeah. up? You don't even have it. No, I don't have it pulled up, but I have in my history, I uh, have um, the, I went through all these in order, so okay, I know great. what the next one okay, is. Okay, so why don't you get the next, the next, uh, present the next matchup. All right, the next matchup is <laughs> el- Elder Abuse. Uh, and I need a second to load. And it's it's going up against soap, soap within, within a, a show. show. This is a tough one for me. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why, why, why? Why, what makes it tough for you? Well, so the soap within a show, I think, it offers a lot of room for some fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you can even if you have a uh, a comedy that uh, say it's um, uh, like Community, which is already mm-hmm. sort of you know absurd and, mm-hmm. and what have you. I mean, the whole like Inspector Space Time stuff adds another level of of silly that mm-hmm. you wouldn't that you could do i guess you could say but yeah. like not it, it sort of adds that extra level yeah it's it, a lot of fun i think it gives the writers a chance to like tell you know to tell a story within a story yeah. you know and, and to do something different that they wouldn't typically do with the main characters exactly i, I think that with like with these moving forward i think with all of these tropes i think it's mm-hmm. okay if we're a little bit like because I think it's okay to, to call this a show within a show. Because yeah, the way yeah. we drafted this bracket was yeah, just yeah, random yeah. things. Yeah. So the show within a show trope really is like fucking, that's big. Like yeah. the yeah. first thing I think of is itchy and scratchy. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. Like, of or in Family Guy, how they always have the newscasters or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Uh, it sets a lot of angels know. with dirty faces in uh, Home Alone, the gangster oh, movie. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. It's uh, it, it, any, yeah, like any sort of kind of fictional. Yeah. stuff going on in the show it's nice it's like a little it's like an easter egg in a way yeah but i gotta say i mean elder abuse <laughs> that shit is that funny that shit is funny. hilarious yeah the I problem mean. is i'm viewing all of these through the lens of comedy which, same like i guess elder abuse in like a, a drama is like powerful in a different way yeah and it's also funny if it's in the sopranos yeah the sopranos is yeah. good at it that's that's what i was yeah. saying last time i was like the um the the mom olivia olivia yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then um, didn't they? What other? I'm was that also in Sopranos where there's like no, I'm thinking of Breaking Bad where there's like a person in the old folks' home that a uh, Salamanca guy or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 the yeah, the, the bell, the, yeah, the bell, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
I mean, that there can be elder abuse can be funny, like, and it can be good. Yeah, for me, well, like, when I think of funny for elder abuse, Abe I think Simpson. of Ape Simpson. Simpson. Yeah, Simpson. oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know the or Professor Farnsworth even. Plus, old people are often underrepresented in in filmmaking. You know what I mean? Like, let's get more old roles that's out true. there. I think so. I think old people need to like. Th- there needs to be a movie that's just all old people. Alexi's already setting up, setting himself up for the future. What is He's it? Like uh, one day I'll be old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, old actors have more. Um, they got more experience. They, experience. Yeah, yeah. They, they can play more roles. Yeah. You know? Anthony like, Hopkins famously won his Oscar playing an old person. What about the 80 for Brady, right? <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's another yeah. movie for old yeah. people. Absolutely. I, um, I think my mind is made up on this, but uh, you guys have any last parting words before we vote on this one? This one's tough. No. This one's going to come down to the wire for me. Yeah. I All right. I can both. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. One elder abuse, you motherfuckers! (laughs) Man, elder abuse uh, gets abused in the first round, and it is out. Uh, So that's the northwest part of the bracket Uh, done. Moving on to the southwest part of the bracket. Fittingly, it opens with elder abuse and soap within a show was basically like eight and nine. Yeah, it could have gone either way. Yeah, that was was a toss up. Uh, The southwest region opens up fittingly with sombrero equals Mexican versus corrupt the cutie. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. You want to explain them, Chris? I feel like they're kind of self-explanatory. Yeah, I mean, it's, to me, this is a pretty weak matchup, just in general. It's uh, sombrero equals Mexican. It's what it sounds like. It's Speedy Gonzalez. You know, it's anytime you want people to know this person is Mexican, you throw a sombrero on them. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's probably a little bit racist. Yeah. It's Eh, or like this cheap. establishment is like a taco stand. Its its logo is a sombrero, yeah, and stuff like that, right? Yeah, it's it's like an yeah cheap easy to. You can also add the uh, Pancho Villa mustache. Yeah, oh yeah, that too. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then corrupt corrupt the cutie basically is you introduce a sweet innocent character, and over the course of the mm-hmm. the show or the the whatever the story, they become corrupted. Yeah. Um, I mean that honestly. So I wouldn't I wouldn't call um. Walter White, a cutie, but you know, he's, yeah. he, he starts out as like yeah. this character who you're rooting for. He's a, a teacher with, you know, cancer and you know, over the course of the series, you really learn to hate him because he's a terrible mm-hmm. person. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the ultimate Michael Corleone mm, wanted nothing to do with the family and straight laced. And then, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I'm trying to think of, uh, of some that actually fit this in like a, you know, in a, in a very, realistic way but i i maybe i don't know i'm looking at this and it says like hey arnold is an example but what i don't really see what is that yeah I don't, it, am i supposed to not like hey arnold no no they're saying was in an you, episode of hey arnold oh, there was oh. an example is it eugene it was they're saying it's it's actually part of a flashback or something like that so it doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense um yeah i don't know uh, to me i the, like i said same same idea one one's just a joke one's actually a, a device so like the sombreros, that's just like a joke. You yeah. know, it's like a pretty cheap joke. Yeah. But corrupt the cutie is like actually a it's it's a device. Yeah, there's a there's a plot the line plot. there and yeah, it's got room yeah. to develop. Um oh it says also to see face heel turn, which actually I could see that. Like that's kind of what it is. It's yeah. like you're it's like a okay. heel turn. Yeah. It's, it's uh I I got my mind made up on this one. Yeah. Um you guys got you guys ready? Yeah. I'm Three, ready. two, one. Corrupt, corrupt the, the cutie. Corrupt the cutie. <laughs> it made its way. It made its way through. Pretty easy. Uh, pretty easy win. 
Next one is a pretty evil matchup. Glowing yeah. eyes, glowing eyes of doom versus new era speech. So, uh, okay. The glowing eyes of doom are, um, you know, Joe, you want to explain these? If you know. Yeah. Um, so the new era speech is basically like more often than not, it, it's sort of like the, uh, the, the final culmination when the, uh, I guess you could say the, the authoritarian takes over. So it's like, um, uh, you know, it's like the Joker giving a speech kind of kind of. Right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember to Palpatine do a speech. Wasn't he like after yeah, like prob- after the probably. Mace Windu lightsaber? I feel like yeah, maybe, maybe in episode and, one when they're in the yeah when they're in the yeah when they're doing that or whatever yeah yeah it's usually it's something like that um uh just sort of a lot of times it's like shaded as like oh it's good mm-hmm. we're you know all of our problems have, are now in the past I'm now in power uh this is what I'm gonna bring but it's obviously all bullshit yeah. you know it's stormtroopers are coming it's it's people are terrified. Uh, it's like a, it's like a, an, an idiocracy when uh, President yeah. President Camacho is giving his speech. <laughs> it's like just shooting guns. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't did, really have anything. Did you to see say. he was at uh, South by? Oh, was he? Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. Wait, playing that like doing yeah. that character? 100%. That's funny as hell. Um, that's a that's a pretty pretty powerful one. Yeah, and glowing eyes of dim. It's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. it's just. It's an see, evil character you see who eyes yeah. glowing, and you're like, "Oh yeah. shit, yeah. this is about to get bad." Yeah, that's a it. This is an interesting matchup because I think glowing eyes of doom is actually like a very, you know, popular kind of, kind of it, it kind of uh, idea. Yeah, and I think it's like kind of subtle and inoffensive. Like it doesn't feel too gimmicky. It's just like something. It's almost something you expect, mm-hmm. um, but, or, but it doesn't distract you. Or it's one of those things where if, if you're doing the heel turn. Yeah, so see your eyes yeah. start to yeah, glow yeah, yeah. or whatever. Kind of yeah. indicates. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of, I feel like some of these new era speeches are just a little hackneyed. Yeah. I don't know. They, they, they can be so they can be across. Some of them can be. And also, yeah. like, again, if you take them as a, if you take it as a comedy device, it can work really well. It can be a super yeah. interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've got my decision. I don't know how you sure. guys are feeling. I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Three, two, one. Glowing new era speech. Yes, wow. we did it. Wow. We did it, Joe. <laughs> I'm going to give a speech about how this is a new era for the sizzle reel. <laughs> um, I think that just that new era speech to me is just it's got more meat yeah. to it. Like you can actually do something with it. Yeah. Eyes. It's like, OK, here's one second of glowing eyes and we know what's up. Um, the next one is, yo, I remember when we did the selection show, we went from the evil one to the friendly one. We sure did. Uh, the matchup is the power of friendship versus pride parade. Yeah. So the power of friendship is basically what it sounds like, you know, like at the the end of a conflict or whatever, it just turns out that the power of friendship is the secret, you know, how, however it works. Um, yeah. It, you know, it's, it's a little bit cheesy to be honest, but it, it just kind of depends on, what the movie is for if it's if it's a disney children's movie sure uh then pride parade pride parade is a pretty interesting one uh it it just the fact that it's a tv trope uh the whole idea the the premise around it is that uh an lgbt plus pride parade is happening it might have something to do with the plot or it might not it's just happening which i I think it doesn't sound like a trope to me to be honest but I, i i'm very like I'm very cynical when it comes to the way like the media will oh, yeah. use like groups of people 
uh, and like turn it into like, oh, like I just see this happen all the time. Every June, all these fucking brands who don't care mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. about actual equality or anything will make their logo a rainbow logo. And then I have a feeling that this is kind of when the Pride Parade trope happens is in june you'll have episodes of shows that suddenly like pride will be involved in them and you're like mm-hmm. yeah well this wasn't involved until you knew it could make you more money like yeah. so again that has nothing to do with the trope that's more just me being cynical about the state of yeah capitalism yeah um but see you never capitalize friendship i never no. see people capitalizing the power of friendship that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> that's where i land honestly the best pride parade that i can think of was the uh recent the it's always sunny when like Mac, they kind of fully embraced all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm kind of with you on the the cynicism there. It's all performative. Yeah, I I, I mean that's that's just how I feel. Yeah, you know? for for me it only hits when it's like for comedy. <clears throat> yeah. Um. All right. Well, well, this see this one says as an example Seinfeld Jerry stuck in traffic due to a Cuban Pride parade. But that's that's well, not okay. that's not like a technical like pride parade. That's a Cuban. Yeah, yeah, parade yeah. I mean, like, where's a Puerto Rican Day parade? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was Puerto I could have sworn it was Puerto Rican Day parade. Yeah. Um. Well, either way, but then we're getting into just parades in general. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, I would think is a a, a stronger candidate. Oh but. no, they did. There was a Cuban episode, Cuban uh, pride episode, and then like later towards the end of the series, there was like a full on Puerto Rico. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that's right. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I think I have my my pick. Um, this it's uh, just a week. It's, it's, it's a week matchup. Yeah. yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Power, power of friendship. friendship. Yeah. Power of friendship wins. Yeah. I mean that they're they're just getting through the first round. Who you know? That's yeah. that's one of those. Yeah. So someone's got to win. Ex- exactly. Um, all right. Finishing out the southwest part of the bracket. Um, Shield bearing Mook <laughs> versus safely secluded <laughs> science center. Um, the shield bearing Mook. Yeah, um, that is a like a little a little character. Yeah, that you fight, but it's got a shield. So it's more like a video game thing. The, Seems like both of these are basically video, video game, game things. Um, yeah, it's it's like a grunt or ogre type character who has a massive shield. So like maybe everyone else you've been fighting, they just have a sword, and you're able to you know they have no defense. You just slice through them, and you're on. And then you get yeah. to this dude, and you He's know got you're, you're hacking away. You yeah, you have to find a new way to fight him. Yeah. Um, safely secluded science center. It's you know it's a it's a place a science center that is secluded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe supposedly it's, safe. Yeah. maybe it's X2. deep underground or yeah. in the mountains. Or, maybe yeah. some evil shit is going on. Or maybe you're like this is so far away. There's no way a chemical could leak, or no way something bad could happen. And then it does. Mm-hmm. Some shit happens. Or like you know it's uh, <laughs> like Stranger Things. You know it could be. Uh, the, the the Russians in Stranger Things, mm-hmm. you know, with their massive facility underground. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's uh, that one. Th- this is an interesting matchup. Yeah, like you said, they're more uh, more video game related. Uh, Joe, where, how are you feeling about this? I'm kind of leaning towards the science. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that kind of shit that does annoy me because it is so cliched. Mm-hmm. But because it's a location. There's at least possibilities. Yes. Yeah, there's and stuff you can do. Yeah. With it. There's you know some like <clears throat> reflection of reality there because isn't there like the the seed bank is mm. somewhere in like I don't know like Norway tucked away in a mountain or like where all the data is stored in Utah somewhere. Yeah, yeah, right? uh, like yeah, 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 yeah. Some some shit too. Yeah, you're right. It does reflect itself in reality. Yeah. Um, I will say though the shield bearing mook. I'd say the coolest one of all is a little turtle in Mario. 
Oh yeah, yeah. that's technically yeah. first, You're not wrong. the first one you encounter because yeah. first you get the Goombas, but then you got the turtles. Yeah, so those are pretty fucking cool. It's a classic. Um, all right, are we ready to vote? Sure, Let's do it. All right, three, two, one. Shield bearing secluded Ooh, science center. center. Uh, damn, I was trying to push it through. <laughs> I tried to give it a little bit of power at the end. It is there. fun to like, say mook. Mook. It is fun. All right, so uh, Southwest is done, and the western part of the bracket is all set up for round two, which will be next week, but. Uh, we're moving on to the northeast part of the bracket. All right. Um, we have the metal band mascot yeah. versus the I Am Becoming song. So uh, last week, we couldn't remember this guy. And then Joe Nana texted me and was like, you're thinking of Eddie, Eddie from the Iron skeleton. Maiden. So Eddie the Skeleton oh, is an example. Yeah. I saw them live. Um, oh, yeah. One time. Oh, shit. Dream That's Theater wild. opened for them. That was great. Jeez, what a show. It was. Um, I, I love the idea of the metal band mascot. Because um, metal bands tend to be the only ones that have mascots. I feel like there's <laughs> like no true. other bands that They're have mascots. They true. have logos, yeah. but they don't have mascots. Uh, Chris, what's the I Am Becoming song? Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it, typically it's like a Disney animated movie type thing. It doesn't have to be, but that's kind of the vibe. And, uh, you know, think about Lion King, Hakuna Matata. It's yeah. kind of him growing up and... He's kind of singing about like his new lifestyle. Uh, the example they provide is Frozen yeah. with "Let It Go." About Little Shop of Horrors, suddenly mm-hmm. Seymour. That's oh, kind of yeah. okay. Song. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good one. See, the thing South Park has done a couple. Sweeney Todd has uh, it too. I, this, and I said Wicked last time. I feel like this is like a crazy musical theater trope. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. oh yeah, Produce, Producers, I want to be a producer. Yeah. I'm gonna be a producer. I this. I, I the like South, the I South like Park the guys have some great so. ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like the montage. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's true. What well, is it the, where they're skiing and he's getting better? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, you yeah. Got to have a yeah. montage. Yeah, a I, montage. I um, this is a tough one. I kind of yeah. wish that these weren't going up against each other because I'd like to see them both through. Hmm. Um, but I have a feeling that my mind's made up. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm good to go. All right, three, two, one. I, I am becoming, becoming a song. song. Wow. That is it. Uh, sorry, um, Eddie from Iron Maiden. You're hey. out. Eventually, <laughs> <laughs> That's my impression. I don't know. Eventually, we'll do a uh, sizzle reel, the musical. We should. That, that might be the uh, Christmas special this year. Oh, God. Um, sizzle reel Christmas musical. Uh, Chris, you want to do the next one? Uh, sure. The next one is one gender race, race versus emotional regression. So we had trouble when we did the... Uh, the selection show coming up with okay. other examples of one gender race other than what it shows here, which is like the um, the little dudes from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, Piccolo's race. Yeah, but well, I guess the Oompa Loompas, no? Oh, yeah, yeah probably. I think so. I don't know if I've ever seen a, a Lady a, Loompa. A lady Loompa. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> the Minions, they're kind of genderless, but they all... Oh, the Minions, we said yeah. that as yeah. well. The Minions, <clears throat> yeah. Um, is it also too, like, I guess every fucking marvel bug yeah like in avengers or or the orcs or the urukai you know i thought i thought of orcs from like world of warcraft and shit like that but i think there are female are there i'm pretty sure like in skyrim there's definitely female orcs that's true yeah i don't know man so it's uh it's 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 an interesting one i think that one's stuck in the past i gotta be honest yeah has one gender one gender race well the the other one's going to the past it's emotional regression it's true and uh, it's basically, you know, f- usually when you get older, you become more mature and grounded in, real- in reality. 
But in this one, you kind of become more immature as you age. Um, You know, it could be like a specific event that causes it, or it could just be a lifestyle thing. The thing is here, I can't think of too many examples. Examples of it. Yeah. Um, I always say they kind of go hand in hand with like the idiot dad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the Peter Griffin and the... uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor, yeah. And Homer, yeah, yeah. Homer. yeah. I thought of Kramer. That was the first one I thought of, but not. He doesn't like emotionally ever regress. He's right. just as like nuts. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I don't know. It's it, it is a, it is a tough one. Um, see, because the way I think about it, it it's usually the um, it's very close to like Flanderization, where a, a character becomes just like kind of a parody of themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. this is the exact same thing, but I think it's kind of maybe, on that that same page. Maybe Danny DeVito's open. character in Always Sunny, because I feel like he gets yeah. more and more extreme throughout the seasons. Like yeah. when he starts yeah. out, he's just like kind of a normal, well, like, almost a normal guy. Yeah, well, I'll, the the, uh, the serial episode when he's talking about having donkey brains, <laughs> not doing don- like that's a man child type yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 totally. yeah. yeah, but you're not wrong. Like that would not have been season two, yeah. Frank Reynolds. Um, I think I think I know where I'm going with this one. If you guys are locked in, yeah, I think I'm right. good to go. Three, two, one. Emotional, emotional regression. regression. Yeah, it's got to be <laughs> just more of a. You, you can tell more stories using mm-hmm. that. Um, next one. Oh, oh, see, man. this is a really good matchup. This is a, boy. A, a famous matchup. Yeah. We got Love Can Make You Gonk versus Invisible Holes. Yeah, so, so these these are both like cartoons, cartoon related, yeah. and they're they're kind of physical comedy gags. Yeah. Um, so Love Can Make You Gonk is you know when you see like when you see someone you're attracted to and your eyes bulge out of your head. Yeah, and you're like, your, your tongue God. falls out, hits the floor. Hello, classic Warner Brothers. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then Looney the other tunes. one, the other one's invisible holes. So it's almost like, you know, your character got a bunch of like machine guns shot at you and you like ducked and you thought, oh, they missed me. And then mm-hmm. you drink some water and the water comes out of the holes in your body. Like yeah. just another These classic yeah, cartoon. It's hilarious. Trope. Like it's I, this I, one's tough. It's a bummer that they have to face <clears throat> off in the first round. I know. Like, I cartoons know. are like my shit. Like I, I love cartoons. It's like the Same. coolest medium, I think, in terms for I've like I, I kind of went through a period where like. I, I re- rediscovered my love. It was one of those things where it's like I, I was high school and like college. It was just sort of the basics. And yeah. South Park, Family Guy. Mm-hmm. And then I think really with Bob's yeah, uh, got me into it. And then BoJack and, and Archer and all that stuff. And yeah. really, really like, oh, I'm excited mm-hmm. more and more to see. I love like I loved like Tom and Jerry and like Looney Tunes and oh, shit like watching that those growing, old growing up. Like that was yeah. my favorite shit. Even like stupid shit like Roadrunner and Coyote. Yeah. I was like, this is just yeah. funny. Like it's well, that's so crazy. My favorite part of cartoons is typically the the slapstick and just the the physical gags you yeah. can do in you know in a universe where you can do whatever you want. Physics don't apply. I yeah. like uh, I always like the music cues because the oh, music yeah. cues mm-hmm. for those like old fifties and sixties like cartoons yeah. were so insane like everything had a sound effect mm-hmm. everything had like orchestral like beautiful music yeah. it was really nuts and now it's just like dubstep and shit <laughs> these damn kids um all right i think i made my decision i know we didn't talk about either one but i don't yeah, know if you fine. guys have one uh, i'm ready yeah okay three two one love can make holes. you gonk oh you picked yeah. invisible holes Ooh. why yeah. why invisible holes why'd you like that one you're just not in you're not you're not in honestly love, it was a, it was a uh, <laughs> i'm not in love, not uh, in love. uh honestly it was it was a toss-up yeah it was a toss-up i feel like i was leaning more into comedy yeah. I, I just think it's a tad bit funnier 
Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, that being said, the love makes you just thinking of Doug. Some oh, of those scenes that's are a good one. really good with yeah, Patty that's Mayonnaise. that's a good one. I always just think of like, for me, it's Tom and Jerry. <clears throat> yeah. Like the one where Tom like oh. is a cowboy and he walks up to that cat and he uses Jerry as a, as yep, like yep, a little yep. thing to <laughs> lick his cigarette. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then he takes the whole cigarette in one puff. And he blows it out and it says, says howdy. howdy. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not really the same thing. No. It's just so silly. Um, all right. Next one. You got it, Chris? Yeah, we have chalk outline versus crying at your birthday party, oh. which is fucking both like it, it can be used in so many ways. That's such a versatile one. I mean, yeah. even a song named after it. So yeah. chalk outline is what it sounds like. It's, you know, a crime scene. The body's no longer there, but that the outline is still on the ground. Uh, and cry, yeah. you know, crying at your birthday—that's pretty self-explanatory. It's yeah. when the main character is having a bad time, and it's, you know they can cry if they want to. Says it's usually unexpected and takes people aback. I love the crying at your birthday party trope because it is so versatile. Like you can use it in, in pretty much any genre of film, yeah. any medium. Like it is—it's a really crazy trip. yeah and you know it's a it's a contrast between how you should be feeling that day and how you're actually feeling so it usually sets up some good plot you yeah and a lot of times if done right i mean that's sort of everything coming to a head mm-hmm. and then you've got just sort of the added stakes of here's supposed to be a day that celebrates you and you're with your family and friends and yet xyz yeah it's completely fucked things up for you exactly yeah so. Yeah, to me, this is an easy one. This is like a 16 versus a 1, almost. Yeah. Um, that being said, the the Who Framed Roger Rabbit that, shock outline is so fucking classic. That's exactly uh, what I thought of. It is It is classic. That's true. Um, but it's just like, you know, it's just one moment. It's right? a bit. It's just a bit, exactly. Um, I don't know if you guys are ready. Yeah. yeah. Three, two, one. Crying, crying at, at, at your birthday. birthday. That's, like a, that's like a dismantling of the opposition. Um, that's it for the Northeast region. We're down to the Southeast. We've got four more matchups and then the first round will be concluded. Uh, we're going to kick it off with medium shift gag versus magic idol singer. So the medium shift gag is basically, uh, the example it gives here is when you got SpongeBob and then it cuts and they're all like hyper realistic and it's actually a sponge, a starfish, a crab and a thing. So I don't really know many other places that 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 happens i guess uh yeah i I legitimately out of off top cannot think of any other examples of this no Um, me neither but it goes up against the magic idol singer this is like a um a singer uh that gains the ability to fight crime or a girl becoming a singer through the use of magic um basically it's yeah combining (laughs) magic and singing I feel like that a might, might deal be, with the devil. Yeah, that might be like uh, popular, like in theater and stuff. I don't really know. Like I said, yeah, Wick, I, I think, think this is where I used Wicked, but I don't, I don't know, know if isn't, Wicked. Uh, isn't like Sailor Moon one of these or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I think they've got. Yeah, I think Sailor Moon is the the main example. Um, I think the medium shift is is actually hilarious, but uh, I can't think of any. Places I'm on the where, I'm on the set right now, and uh, Community used it a shit ton. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. For the, uh, if you guys watched that, the Abeds, uh, where they did the um, Christmas one. Um, it was the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one you're talking about. That one cut, and then the uh, video game one where they're cutting back and forth. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot like the, the Art Shift one, but I think yeah. it's 
it, it's even a little bit further. Uh, it removes itself from animation and, right. and like it, it really subverts what you're expecting even more. Yeah. I, I think it's really cool. I, you know, I just enjoy it. I'm I'm yeah. a sucker for it, like especially if it's used as a um like a main trope in a certain episode of a show. Like yeah, if right. the whole episode shifts mediums completely and you're mm-hmm. like, Whoa, okay. Yeah. Like suddenly this went from being live action to being animated. Like yeah. it's an animated episode. That's kinda cool. Um yeah, but, like uh, I mean, f- for me, I think about the the South Park episode where they do World of Warcraft, which uh, you know maybe is it's not in you know the 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 South Park characters aren't transforming; they're right. not the ones transforming. But we're watching a game, and yeah, actual yeah. you know the three D render uh, of the game as opposed to just construction paper. Kill right. Bill, uh, the first one when it when when it switches into anime. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about. Um, What's her face? Uh, Lucy Liu's character. Yeah. Um, Ogri. I, I think I got my mind made up on this one. What about you guys? I'm good. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Medium, medium shift. shift gag. That's, that's it. I mean, medium shift advance. That one's easy. Yep. Um, Chris, you, you want to get the next one? <laughs> yeah. The next one is uh, zebras are just striped horses versus salary man. And right. I mean, zebras are just striped horses. It, that's the that is the explanation um you know like they're in real life obviously zebras are a separate species from horses and they they operate differently and then you know in in a cartoon or comic whatever it'll they just serve the same function as a horse but they're striped which you know i personally can't really think of any examples of that Mm -hmm. uh but i'm I'm sure it's happened it's a trope apparently it's very uh specific um, the other one, uh, Salaryman. Yeah, I love this one. Yeah, this one is awesome. Basically, it's just the traditional idea of uh, you know an office drone, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. ja- Japanese, right? So you know the idea of how the Japanese businessmen always work so hard, and then they just like fall asleep in the street and stuff like that. Yep, um, to death. Yeah, I think that that is probably like that might be one of my my sleeper no pun intended but sleeper picks of the of the, <laughs> the of whole the thing yeah. yeah i really I like the salary the man i think the salary man is a very interesting idea you know like because i think it, it exists everywhere all over the world all under capitalism like yeah you know being having to be at work all the time is a is a trope in american society as well yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. It's, it's like when like working from home and people like set up a you know, an oscillating fan to like move their mouse with like a stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it like looks like they're online or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Kind of adjacent to this in a way. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Joe? One, of, well, I one of my favorite sort of. I'm hoping it fits this, but uh, I'm a huge um, Happy Endings fan. Uh, if you guys watch that show, mm-hmm. uh, but in season one, one of the characters is just a zombie, and they basically like do a quick montage where like it's low lit it's like flickering and almost has that kind of a not super grainy but like the um uh 28 days later vibe to it and he's just droning on and on and on and it's like killing him Mm -hmm. and then he ends up quitting to open up to follow his passion of making sandwiches (laughs) and he opens up a uh food truck a sandwich food truck <laughs> and that becomes it's in its own running gag but that's yeah that sort of like quick little two minutes that they do is like perfect mm-hmm. um and i think we need to see more of that kind of shit yeah um same in uh like i mean for me one of the things that lists here is office space and office yeah. space oh, is like one of my first yeah. favorite movies as a kid i just and rewatched that like 
you know, they're Mike Trout is a genius. Yeah. They're salary men in that as well. I, the opening of Office Space, you know, being from LA and sitting in traffic, yeah, yeah. right, like rewatching that after having to do all that yeah. was it just like oh god, this just hits, and yep. then you see people walking quicker, and you're like, god damn it, what am uh, I doing? Yeah, twenty five years later, still, yeah. still relevant. I think for me it was funny. Let's yeah, classic Mike Judge. Everything yeah. he does is like that, where it's like, damn, this man was ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah. but it really was. Um. With that one, it's so funny to me because I was like, when I was like 14, I liked it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And now I'm, Same. I'm uh, like almost 20 years later. It, I like it for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. yeah. Where yeah. I was like, back then I was like, that's funny. They beat up a printer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a gangster oh, rap. Yeah. Download you know? that song off LimeWire yeah, now. Just yeah. play it on repeat. And now I'm like, uh, I just do nothing. I just come in and do nothing. Yeah. And then I leave or whatever. Um, okay. Yeah. Three. Two, one, salary man, salary man, the dark horse beating the striped horse, the zebra. There you go. Um, funny fan voice versus anti-frustration features. So the funny fan voice is when you talk into a fan and your voice goes, ah, that's pretty hilarious. And uh, anti-frustration features are, this is more of a video game thing, but it's like when something is too hard, you can like, yeah, skip it. Or if something is tedious, you can just like work uh, around it. It's kind of a, a quality of life. Yeah, feature something that Skyrim yeah. did not have. Hmm. <laughs> like you got to just keep making these uh, or leather the, straps uh, or whatever. Uh, uh, the From Software games. They don't. Oh, have those. the Soulsborne. Yeah, Soulsborne. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Elden Ring. Yeah, those are just brutal. I always get. I always play for about twelve hours on the same level. Same map, and oh, I'm like, man. "Fuck this, I'm out." Yeah, I, I always think about like uh, the newer Mario games, like the 3DS ones, the Switch ones. Uh, if you die too many times, then they will literally just like put you in a bubble. <laughs> like <laughs> you, you can basically play the 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 level invincible, yeah, and it's like, so "All right, nice. you you suck." So we're just gonna move you along. I think that's cool. I think it's cool that they do that. So I'm I'm a big fan of that. The I, funny fan voice. Yeah, I did this a lot as a kid. Oh yeah, I don't think I actually have ever seen it in, in like content, quote unquote. But yeah, I, I as, I a, as a person, now I, I do that. I have a, a spin on this one. Yeah, and that is uh, Joe Latrulio's character in "I Love You, Man." Hmm. When he's at the Galaxy game, what does he do? Well, his voice just gets really high pitched. Oh yeah, yeah. And he goes, "Here we go, guys." <laughs> <laughs> the voice crack. Yeah, uh, the different fan. Yeah, the different kind of the other kind of fan. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't really have anything about funny fan voice. I think it was like a plan. It just kind of made it in. Yeah, I think so. In my opinion, it made the in the first opinion. the first four. Yeah, it just got through the first four barely. Um, you guys have anything to say about these? No, I think that's it. All yeah. right. Well, three, two, one. Funny and fan voice features. Wow, Chris, you went for funny fan voice. Yeah. That's, throw a, it that, off. that's the first one I've lost actually. Okay. Really? All right. Coming uh, down to the wire too. Well, a common trope on this show is that Chris loses every contest. It's true. Oh, it's true. There we go. It's there true. we go. Um, all right. Last one, Chris. Uh, you wanna? You wanna? No, Joe. Why don't you? Why don't you introduce this one? Let the guest introduce this right. last one. So to we close have out the first round. Teleport gun and hellhole prison. Yeah. The, um, the teleport gun is what it sounds like. It's a gun yeah. that teleports you to another location. Yeah. yeah it's can be a uh, deus machina yeah. for things. Um, you could also use them for fun. Uh, there's a whole game, Portal 2. Yeah, amazing. Absolutely. For, yeah. for keeping it uh, talking Portal, video games. Portal 1 as well. All the Portals. You know, I never actually played Portal 1. I only did 2. I watched a friend play Portal 1. 
I've, yeah. I've played through one. I never played two, but I've heard two is better. Two yeah. two was a lot of fun, yeah. and and solving the puzzles and figuring that that shit was. was I was like, this is so simple, yeah. or like just the, the the premise is so simple, and yet it is so entertaining yeah. and fun. And I remember there were a couple times where you just put like a um, it was like a box up in like a uh, there's a. a Hole in the ceiling and hole in, and it just, yeah. just keeps it up, keeps going, just and you're waiting going. for it because like they, they they designed it to where gravity like shifts. So yeah, you're just waiting for it to catch that edge yeah, to like yeah, stop. Yeah. Um, so that's that, and then uh, Hell Hole Prison also pretty much sounds like what it you know yeah its yeah. title. It's it's just a really shitty prison. Usually sadistic guards. There's probably a gang you know mm-hmm. who runs the thing. Uh, the I- I like I, I like I like the hellhole prison. It's, I think it's that's Azkaban a, or, it's a it's yeah. a it's a cool it's a cool idea. You know, I think you see it a lot so much that Alexi's you, super in a torture. Well, I think really. it's a, I think it's a cool uh, big <laughs> it's a big, cool uh, idea. big Willem Dafoe <laughs> fan from yeah, the, you know the card me. counter. Oh god, um, <laughs> open Gitmo. <laughs> Fuck, sorry, it's fucked up. Is it open? Is it closed? It's still I don't know. Open. I don't know. Well, they clo- keep saying they're going to close. We'll it, close it and then open it again. The first thing I thought of when I thought, and this isn't like a Maybe not a hellhole prison, but uh, just any sort of prison movie like Shawshank Redemption yeah. or like uh, Longest Yard. But those aren't like hellhole prisons, in my opinion. Those are just. Yeah. Well, because we're not there. That's a good point. Um, oh, Idiocracy. Idiocracy is a hellhole oh, prison. Isn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like them because they can be used in a variety of ways. They yeah. can be funny. They can be scary. They can be dramatic. You can even put them in reality TV. You know what I yeah. mean? It's, Did you guys ever watch Oz? No, I did not. I um, just know Chris Maloney is in it. Yeah, well, fucking everybody's in it. It's like how everybody got their start. Oh, right? yeah. Christopher Maloney's in it. Uh, uh, what's her face? Edie Falco's in it. B.D. Wong. Oh. Uh, um, oh, my God. I'm blanking on Jay, The guy who plays J. Joe Jameson. Why am I blanking on his name? Oh. Uh, and um, Never heard of him. Whiplash. Uh, Never heard of him. Um, well, he's regardless. in it. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's a stacked cast, but it came out. I think it was three years before The Sopranos, and every everybody kind of forgets it. And it, yeah. is, it is a brutal watch. But God damn, is it good? Yeah, and I, I, I've heard that like that was re- like really the first like, yeah. TV show that kind of leveled everything up. Yeah, I mean, Sopranos is for obvious like the yeah. big one for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, don't sleep on us. All right, well, shall we? This is the last one of the uh, first round, and uh, it's going to close out the show today. Uh, three, two, one. Hellhole hell hole prison. prison. Oh, the hellhole prison is through. And uh, just looking at the second round, I think we have a lot of really great uh, matchups coming up. Uh, I yeah. think next next week is going to be a hell of a show. Well, um, next week absolutely will be a hell of a show because oh, yeah, might as the, well. Yeah, the first half will be done at Tree Fort. Tree Fort. It'll be a oh, live show yeah. at Tree Fort, and then the second half will not be live. It will yeah. be me and Alexi in a hotel room talking in the microphones yeah. about <laughs> about the second round. Well, that's going to be no. I think that's going to be in in two weeks. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think the are second we, are we round. A week? I think the second round has to be its its own show completely. And you Tree, think so? Yeah, Tree Fort's going to post in like two weeks or something. Okay. Because mm. I think what we were going to do for Tree Fort was do the Tree Fort, and then the second half is going to be how it went oh okay or how the documentary screening went and stuff like that that makes sense yeah so we got shows we got shows lined up we actually kind of scheduled things we got shows in different area codes yeah yeah we sort of literally we we sort of we sort of planned it we sort of didn't i don't know um all right shall we get to everyone's favorite part let's do it it's what we learned last week 
What we learned last week. Uh, yeah, so what I learned last... Why don't you go ahead and bring us in? Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I learned last week is that before LeVar Burton was uh, cast on Reading Rainbow, the producers were considering Scott Bio, which, <laughs> wow. if you know anything about his politics, you know, it's an interesting choice, and uh, I think it's a good thing that LeVar Burton got it. Yeah, I didn't wow. know. I had no idea. Couldn't imagine yeah. it, honestly. Yeah. Was it Bayo or Bio? Oh, I don't know. I've always said Bayo, but Bayo. Couldn't Scott imagine Bayo. It. Scott Bayo. Um, for me, I wrote Scott down Lame-o. evil brainstorming, and this is kind of mm. like the idea that if you're like in a crutch, right? Like, or in a, in a not a crutch, a rut. If you're in a rut and you can't think of a you know a concept, or you know you're trying to think of um you know things to pitch for like a, a brand or some shit. I don't know. If you can't think of them, try to think of the exact opposite of what you would use that product for and the way you wouldn't want it to be used. And Mm -hmm. it'll like help you figure out great use cases for that product. Uh, So, for example, if someone is like, hey, can you make me an ad for uh, my guitar strings? And you're like, well... I mean, the worst part will be like if the guitar strings were just always breaking and it's like, what if we had an ad where the guitar strings are always breaking and suddenly like, it might get you to think, oh, yeah, one advantage of these guitar strings is that they're durable or something. I'm not sure. So it's uh, it's just interesting. Evil brainstorming. Yeah. I, when I one of the creativity books I read was like, you know, turn the problem upside down, you know, to look at it in a different way. And it sounds yeah. like it's more or less the same yeah, thing. Pretty much. Right. Um, you said Wildcats. Uh, I'm actually going to change it. Oh, you're changing uh, it. I'm going to change it. Uh, and what I learned was, and I pars- I sort of knew this, which was that uh, for the Nolan Batman movies, Killian mm-hmm. uh, Murphy was in talks to play Batman. Really? But I had just seen a clip where they did screen tests. So he actually not only like did the full audition, but he did like some screen tests. And what I learned was Nolan made the correct decision. Oh yeah. And not casting. I love Killian Murphy. I'm a huge Peaky Blinders fan. Uh, but he would have been a terrible, terrible Batman. Yeah. Maybe a fine Bruce Wayne, but just, yeah. That's, you know, <laughs> I, I always think about, um, back to the future, uh, when they, they, oh, yeah. they shot like the, f- like they shot most of the movie with Eric Stoltz yep. and you know, they just decided it wasn't working. They recast Michael J. Fox as, as uh, Marty McFly. And I, I just can't imagine Marty McFly as anyone else. No, it's, it's so it's, it's interesting when you read some of those stories or, or see, you know, like the, the behind the scenes docs mm-hmm. and you just try to picture like what? Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, obviously like two, one of the most famous ones besides Marty McFly is yeah. the old, uh, um, Al Pacino, James Caan for Michael Corleone. Like oh. the studio wanted James Caan. Yeah. Um, and I just can't see. It's Caan is this Michael. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, they, they, be, they, they become these iconic characters yeah. and you can't imagine anyone else playing them. Yeah. I got to say this Eric Stoltz guy kind of looks like Michael J. Fox. So yeah. Okay. I, mean, I could see it. You're not know? too yeah. far off. Yeah. He just doesn't have the same like comedic delivery. Yeah. Well, Good. Thank God. Yeah, thank, thank God. Yeah, thanks, Robert Zemeckis. Fox. 
Um, all right, cool. Well, um, Chris, you wanna you wanna kind of uh, explain the plugs and stuff? Yeah, and then, sure. You know, Joe, you can plug anything you want as well. Yeah, well, we are at Sizzle Real Gang on Twitter and Instagram. We are Sizzle Real Gang at gmail.com. Send us an email. Yeah. You can check out Shishkin Productions on TikTok as well. And of course, we have the Sizzle Real Cold Line. That's right. It it's is 332 Call in. Call in. Text in. <laughs> Call in do, while you can. Do anything that you can, you know, because that line might not be there for long mm -hmm. you know and then joe what about you or where can uh, people find you or, or anything you might want to uh plug? so if you want to listen to any of the episodes i wrote on spotify uh like i said dictators was the main one i did uh stalin lenin mao uh the chairman um yeah the chairman himself <laughs> Uh, my last episode was Hernan Cortez. We really stretched the word yes. dictators. The show should have been called like tyrants or something like yeah. that, but it's fun. There's some good ones. I was actually part of a special that we did, uh, for the 50th anniversary of, uh, J. Edgar Hoover's death. Wow. So we did like a six episode thing on there. That was fun. Um, so if you want to listen to that, check that out. Uh, I this other thing I want to plug. Uh, I have nothing to do with it, um, but uh, I used to work for uh, Burt Kreischer as oh, his yeah. uh, tour manager briefly, hmm. uh, and his new special dropped recently, Razzle Dazzle, and I yeah. just watched it, and it is very very funny. Awesome. So check that out if you need a good laugh. Oh, there you go. Um, Joe, thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks this for having is, me. Yeah. Uh, this is cool to have like someone who actually yeah. writes. This because, is great. Uh, I'm always know. happy to help you guys procrastinate. Yeah. That's, that's our whole thing. Um, maybe we'll have you on uh, at some point soon to do something yeah, that's not great. trope related. We yeah. just like bullshit or something. Hell yeah. Know. We'll see. Happy to do it again. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, yeah of course. Chris, thank you for being here in the, in the beautiful studio of today. Of course. And yeah. um, listeners, thanks for listening. We'll see you later. See ya. Bye. Productions Podcast.